listeners to Frithcast number 44. Welcome to 44. Welcome to 44. The 44th Frithcast. Those of you who have eagle-eyed ears, that didn't work. Eagle-eared. Eagle-eared. Yeah. May notice that I have a bit of a cold at the moment. Yeah. So I'm going to try and keep the sneezing to a minimum. You sound like Dave Lister in Polymorph. Ew. Was it Polymorph? No, it wasn't. It was the one where he had, where it was the one where with Mr. Flibble and the hex vision. Okay. I think. <laughs> and there was, or no, actually no, it was body swap. It was body swap, and body he had swap. a terrible cold, and he all the way through it, you could hear him. You could hear he's got a cold. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. So I have a bit of a cold, but I'm going to try and zoom through it anyway. Whoosh. Lovely listeners. By the way, if you want me to do all the talking for you, you no, know, no, it's to fine. rest your voice. It's good. I have a bit of a snuffle, but we're going to carry on anyway. And for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, certainly for those of us in the UK, and probably for a large proportion in the USA as well. Certainly. End of this month marks Halloween, Savine, the Knights of the Wild, however you want to mark the occasion. That festival at which it is said across many cultures that the veil between the living and the dead becomes particularly thin. Yes. And one... A bit stretchy. One can peer across to the other side and go, Hello! One can. <laughs> so we thought that, coupled with the fact that through all of our episodes so far, we've not really touched on the corpus of the saga material, which is not corpse of the saga material. I was just going to say... The corpus, the, the, the collection of material that yes. deals with the Icelandic sagas. It's Latin for body. Yes. The body of the work, you see. The yes. corpus. The yes. corpus. The corpus. Not so to be confused with corpulus, which means fat. Okay. So it's not the corpulus of sagas. Okay. I don't know. I'm not very, very good at Latin. Carry so on. it's not that, but given the time of year that it is, there's one saga that particularly comes to mind, and that's a saga called Erbjagir Saga. Okay. So it translates roughly as the saga of the people of Erie. All right. But it kind of doesn't deal like that. If you've never encountered the sagas before, if you've never read them before, if you're not really sure what I mean, they are a collection of stories that often involve generations of families and they're very particular about who is related to who, Mm -hmm. who has feuds with who, who is married to who, who has cheated on who. Who has killed so-and-so's thralls, who has gone sailing and come back to find something's changed. It's all this family minutiae. There's a bit of the Bible. Yes. And I can't remember which <clears throat> bit it is. Whether it's, it's one of the Pentateuch, are they called the first ones? Yeah. Genesis. Exodus. Exodus, Leviticus, it's, or Numbers. It's one of those where it just basically, like a whole swathe of the book is just such and such begat, such and such begat, such yeah. and such. And it the just lineage goes down to... of David, yes. King David, is huge. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, this is where your lineage comes from. And mm-hmm. a lot of the sagas start with, this is the lineage of this main character. Okay. Which can make them a little bit odd when you're first starting to read them because you don't get dropped straight into the drama you don't get hook for a sentence you get right let's go back to as far as we can go back and list the lineage of this family or of this person does beowulf do this no i was trying to remember the poem I, no it I doesn't i was trying to remember because I, I know <clears throat> i remember lado walking up on stage and shouting at us to listen and then i couldn't remember yeah i'm sure something did anyway, the poem anyway. starts with the imperative of the word listen yeah as in listen it's a command 
Seamus Heaney changes it to the word so. Yeah. Because he's starting... That little tiny word can stop a room full of conversation dead and get you into, and you've just got a pause breath before the poet then starts. Yeah. So he prefers the slightly less imperative command, so <laughs> this happened. But even with Beowulf, it's still, it starts with the deeds of his father, mm. and then he has a son called Beowulf. Okay. So in a lot of the sagas, they start with the lineage of the people you're dealing with in that saga, and they can get very, very complicated. <laughs> Some sagas deal with one generation. Yeah. Some sagas deal with more than one generation. Okay. So you've got maybe five or six generations of people to keep track of and who's feuding with who oh and my. who's married who and who's run away with who and who's gone fighting in the East with who. That sounds complicated. It's fairly complicated. So they're kind of like 13th and 14th century sitcoms written okay. down. All right. So if you ever remember the sitcom of Dallas with all its beautiful high... Soap 80s, operas. Yeah, like soap operas. Yeah. They've got lots of cliffhangers and lots of stories because these are, are meant to be... Yes, they're a family history, but they're also... They've got a very storyteller quality to some of them. Okay. So they're not just a dry historical account of what's happening. They've got drama in them and they've got intrigue in them and they've got double crosses in them and they've got sword fights oh. in them and they've got ghosts in them. Car chase? We're a little bit short of car chases. There should be there a, car... a couple of there are a couple of chases across the landscape. Yeah. But I don't think they do a car chase. So there should be a car chase in the middle and then the and then the um, the, the final confrontation with the bad guy at the end. Yeah. And then yeah. No. No. Not quite. Oh. No. But they do remind me of Dallas and all your sitcoms in that similar vein. Mm -hmm. um, Dynasty. Dynasty. What was that one? With, that was a really obscure one. Well, that I'm doesn't not... help me at all. No, it was one another American one. I was thinking of there was the Crossroads. The Crossroads was a British one <clears throat> yeah. with the cardboard walls. Crossroads Motel, yes. Yeah. There was Emmerdale Farm, yeah. later Emmerdale. Coronation uh, Street. Coronation Street, later Coronation. No. That's still no. Coronation yeah. Street. But anything... EastEnders, the most miserable, utterly, utterly bleak, depressing yeah. bit of TV that's ever been broadcast. You're not a fan, are you? I, I don't. I remember <laughs> sitting. I only went in the uh, the, 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 the sort of um, the break room at work. Yeah. And they've got a big telly on the wall. And I went into the break room and I was only there like five minutes. And... They got EastEnders on. I was so miserable. <laughs> I was just bleak. Okay. Anyway, moving on. For those of you who aren't fond of the bleak, you may be listening to The Archers on the radio. <laughs> so, the Icelandic sagas... <laughs> okay. Remind if me I of these sitcoms. We'll have to pay royalties anyway. We will. And that's probably... They can have a bean out of my pocket. We get I think content well. ID'd or something. Content ID'd. So these sagas, in one respect and in very general ways, remind me of modern sitcoms. They're okay. about drama between families. Mm-hmm. Remind me of Facebook. <laughs> harsh. Sorry. Very, very harsh. Sorry. Other social media platforms are of available. Of course, yes. I think MySpace is still going, <gasps> Live journal. Google Plus, isn't it? Bebo. Let's have a moment for Google Plus. There we go. 
Dear Google Plus, we remember. <laughs> Actually, we don't, because we were never on you in the first place. I, rem- I use Google Plus. But we hear you had lovely circles. <laughs> the circliest circles. That ever circled. Oh, I miss Google Plus. Anyway, please do go on. Let's <clears throat> yeah, stop advertising so people's social media products. And let's get do on with that. It. So, what I want to talk to you about is a saga where you have a lot of spooky goings on. Okay. Which is quite... Wee wee wee. Like that. Wee wee. <laughs> Only you don't get many spooky goings on in, in the modern sitcoms, but in this one, you have... The element of the supernatural is dealt with just as matter-of-factly as the feuds and the building the farms and the flooding and the winter and the food shortages and the marriages. Everything else that goes on yeah. in sagas... This one handles the supernatural in the same very matter-of-fact, very plain-speaking way. Okay. So it's Airbigger Saga. We'll put some links in the description like we usually do. And this saga details a fairly long-running feud between two priests. Priests? Okay. Uh, gothy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Gothar, yes. Yeah. So you'll see it's a feud between Snorri the priest. Good. Or you might see him listed as Snorri Gothy. All right. And Arnkel, the priest, Arnkel Gothi. Okay. So these are two priests of the northern ways, the northern religion. Mm-hmm. Two fairly high-standing gentlemen who've got this long-standing feud between them. Okay. And the whole saga details those, but I'd just like to pick out some examples of the other things that go on in this saga, which include a ghost with a wooden leg. Right. Right. What? Right. And the most fabulous ghost seal whack-a-mole episode that doesn't get repeated anywhere else, and I love it just for this. Do you know? (laughs) know, It's odd. (laughs) It's odd. It's really weird. (laughs) Because what is normal about playing whack-a-mole with a ghost seal? So that is actually what you said. I was just going to say, you're not going to believe this, but I honestly thought you just said... (laughs) Whack-a-mole with a ghost seal. It is whack-a-mole. It's a whole episode of whack-a-mole with a ghost seal. Okay, fair enough. Before we get started on on what sounds like the best ever. (laughs) It is. It's fabulous. Um, Okay. But before we get on to that, tell me about this ghost with the wooden leg, because this is bothering me slightly. (laughs) Did... Presumably this ghost was originally a living person. Yeah, I would hope so, yes. Okay. Did this person, while alive, have a wooden leg and then die, and then their ghostly, what is it called in the Matrix, residual self-image, represented with, you know, presumably with all the the clothes they would wear in life and the wooden leg? Or, or, because let's not forget, this is a saga in which you can get (laughs) whack-a-mole with a ghost seal... (laughs) Did the person die with two legs and then somehow the ghost lost a leg and had to have a wooden leg put on? Because how does that even work? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how do, you kill, how do you kill a wooden leg to turn it into a ghost to fit it to a ghost? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, I tell you what, I could just know. sit and wait for the story, couldn't I? Do I do really? not know, but I'm going to try and tell these stories with... Tell the stories. With all the, you know, the, the straight... Facedness and seriousness okay, no. and gravitas that these okay, stories we need to require. We need to set the scene. We do. We need some crackly, ghostly noises. Or wee, something. wee, wee, wee. 
and the wind in the and the wind in the, with the wind in the trees going like that. Like that's pretty good. And maybe maybe like a like a can I still do this? You can. It's pretty yeah, good. Apparently I can. So one of them as well. Yeah? Yeah, we can do that. Are you are you are you there? You're imagining it. That's not so good, but you know, this this <laughs> Sorry, well, I'm upsetting the cat. It's <laughs> oh dear. Okay. All right, scene, scene's set now, we're ready to go. Scene's set now, now we've got two priests. Central clanking of chains. And wooden legs. <laughs> wooden legs? <laughs> you, can, you can hear it go clonk, clonk, clonk. Oh, that's hard. In, you know, it's like if, when the moon is full <clears> and, the, and it's the right night of the light of the year and the wind's in the right direction, you just hear the ghostly... <laughs> and, the, and the muttered cursing as he gets it stuck between two planks on the bridge. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm, I'm not going to be able to think of this guy as anything but a pirate. I'm sorry. Well, he's, yeah, no. Um, okay, I am going to tell you this story. Tell and us the story. It starts... Keep in mind you've got these two priests. You've yep. got Snorri the priest and Arnkel the priest. Okay. And they're having a bit of a set to all the way through this saga. They and should really start... get, to grip, get, get, get a grip on it, really. Yeah, it would have been good, but then we wouldn't have had a saga with all these awesome things in it. Fair dude. So the first ghost story in this saga concerns Thorolf Holtfoot, who is the father of Arnkel the priest. Thorolf Holtfoot, father of Arnkel. The yeah. priest. <coughs> Father of Ankel the priest. Okay. Thorolf dies, which is kind of a short story, but what we're concerned with is what happens after he's died, not before he's died. Okay, I mean, presumably he got a story of his own at some point, but he just... Yeah, he's, he's dying in this he one. Died in this one. Okay. So the overarching thing is he dies, he becomes a draugr, he becomes a very, very angry, cranky, walking dead. Okay. And a bit like Rasputin who has a whole chain of things that happened to him to try and make him dead. He was an angry walking dead, but he was alive and in Russian. Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy isn't Russian, but he's buried, reburied, burned and reincarnates as a bull and still manages to cause terror for nearly a year. Do that again? He's buried, reburied, burned, reincarnates as a bull and he's still very cranky, which to be fair, I would be. Yeah, you're going to be a bit cheesed, aren't you? You're not going to be able to wear trousers as a bull. No, well, no. Bull... Bullsers, bull, bulls, bulldozers. I don't know. Yeah, no, no bulldozers. Bull trousers. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, <clears throat> no, it's not going to be good. You have to cut holes in them all for your tail. It's not a good image. For Among other things. Yeah, no, <laughs> bad, bad cat, bad. So he causes terror and does his rampagey, gnarly, cranky thing for nearly a year. At which point they're burying him. They dig him up again, they rebury him, they burn the body to try and get him to stop being okay. all cranky as all heck. And it still doesn't work. And then he reincarnates into a bull and still goes on the rampage a bit. Arnkel figures it out. He's a priest. It's like the sort of, uh, <clears throat> what is it? It's like the, 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 the early medieval version of Christine. Yeah. You know when the car gets... A bit gnarly. The car gets possessed. Yeah. Only now, this time, it's a bull. Because obviously they didn't have cars, so... They did hence, not. no car chasers. No car chasers. So, reincarnates as a bull. Arnkel, who's a priest, mm -hmm. 
has all the, the priestly kind of foo going on. He figures it out. And the only thing that stops Thorolf, his father, from just kind of sitting in his grave and chilling is that he builds a wall around his grave so the spirit can't get out. A wall? So I've got an image that he builds a wall around the grave with, like, you know, a child safety gate in it. <laughs> and the, the spirit of his father can't work out how to manoeuvre the child safety gate, so can't get out and do his terrorising thing. I mean, fair enough, but would the little black <clears throat> seeds not have been easier? Yeah, no, apparently not. Oh, okay. So he builds a wall around the grave to stop the spirit of his father getting out and being all cranky. Wow. This is supernatural story number one of this saga. Do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. Phrasing. Phrasing. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? Can we talk about how phrasing is a little bit <laughs> So, second... <laughs> second WTF story from this saga. Now they're going to be wondering why the hell we were suddenly quoting Archer in the middle of that. Yeah, no, they're not. Good they old... know us well enough to know that we can just go off sideways and quote stuff and come back. Good old editing. Second WTF story in this saga. Is this the seal? Is this the seal? This is not. The... Wait for the oh, seal. Wait oh, for it. Oh, okay. This concerns a, a wealthy but very poorly lady called Thorguna. Thorguna. And Thorguna realises that she's dying but wants to be buried oh. at Skalaholt. Okay which is a place quite some distance away from where she's living. Favourite spot. Favourite spot. Lots of, like, good whole kind from... of, you know, wants to go and chill and hang out in Skalaholt. That's fair enough. Realises that she's dying, won't make the journey while she's still alive. Oh, shame. So she requests the people around her, once she's died, take her body to Skalaholt to be buried. Okay, so she's, she's, <coughs> she's all good for going posthumously. She is, yeah, she's good for going right. posthumously. So she dies and the transport of her begins. Okay. And the people from around where she lived carry the body and they stay overnight in a farmstead, which is near Skalaholt, but not quite in it. Okay. Like as far as they could get. So they go as far as they could get, stay overnight at farmstead. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of imagining the farmer's face when this whole bunch of strangers turns up with a dead person saying, do you mind if we stop over for the night? We're going to Scalaholt and we're, we just need to put this person in with us in the front room. We're carrying this dead much. person to the next village. And, yeah. yeah. Can we just do? And, well, but, you yeah. know, however that conversation goes, he lets them stay. Okay, that's good. Now, Kind, like it? Yeah, yeah. They, they wake up in the night to find Thorguna, who is Deed. The, the dead, the, the late the, Thorguna. The late, the very late Thorguna. Thorguna brackets deceased. Thorguna brackets deceased. Shuffled off this mortal coil. Joined the choir invisible. Yes. Okay. All of that is butt naked and laying the table and preparing food. Uh, um, oh, okay. And this author is perfectly matter of fact about this. It's like, it ain't no thing. <laughs> you know, just... Well, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just some <clears throat> dead woman's ghost making... Food in the nude. Some food. Some nude food. (laughs) (laughs) Nude food. So she prepares a meal in the middle of the night. Everybody wakes up. When the farm obra wants to, to, tries to talk to her, she disappears. But the food stays and the table's all laid. So everybody's like, all right then. They are practical people. They bless the meat that she's cooked with holy water. 
They eat it with no ill effects. The saga is very, very keen to say there are no ill effects from doing this. Then they all go back to bed and sleep quite peacefully till the morning. So, I mean, yes, brilliant. Got shades of, if you'll pardon me saying shades of, no pun intended, (laughs) um, got shades of Ghostbusters there (laughs) when you said the the, the farm owner went up to talk to her and she disappeared. Because that's okay. I'm just thinking of the woman in the library. And, and and when they kept walking up to her and going, excuse me, and she's like, shh. Library. And she they did it a couple of times, and then she loses a rag, and like, ah! and they're all, yeah. ah! <clears throat> run away. Yeah. So, I mean, they could they, they, they should count themselves lucky. She didn't do that. She, she did just not disappeared. do that. She didn't do the whole kind of spew green goo on them. She didn't do anything like that. Oh, she that was, that was the... ups and disappears. That was the new one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But, but what? <laughs> Why? Because... I mean, why? Why would a dead person get? I mean, I'm presuming the ghost of a dead person because I am making the assumption that the corpse has clothes on. Because I, I, once I'm asleep, I'm a, I'm properly asleep. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, I have to say, if I was dead, the chances of getting me to, I mean, the chances of getting me to to shift out of bed and make food when I'm just asleep are fairly minimal. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, if I'm dead, I've got a pretty good excuse not to bother doing that. So, what possessed her, as it were, That's no, not pun, funny. no pun intended, <laughs> to get up and make food for everybody? Yeah, why? Why would, why would you no do that? No idea. I mean, was but it? She does. Was it like a? Was it like a hospitality thing or something? Was I don't she? Know. Was she sort of gr- unhappy that somebody yeah. hadn't done something they should have done? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So in the morning, they get up. Corpse is still deed. They take her to Scalaholt and bury her, and she just, that's it. She never no more. gets cranky about it. She never goes walking again. She never makes anybody else any more food. There is no cooking with Thorguna. <laughs> you know, there is no Viking family show where she turns up every night and says, right, this is how you're preparing your beef this evening. I'm going to do this lovely recipe on the fire. Ain't happening. Thorguna Lawson. Yeah. No. <clears throat> it doesn't happen. She just, that's it. That's the end of her tale. Aside from, the next bit goes back to where she used to live. Okay. The and village that we started out from. The village that we started out from. I keep saying village. My town, whatever. And so a she... shepherd dies where she used to live. Which is not particularly exciting, but apparently... Well, it was pretty interesting for the shepherd. Yeah, it was, you know, highlight of the week. No. Rather unusual day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the shepherd now starts haunting the house. Okay. Probably a bit cranky. And this is where you get the guy who's Narrat- called... Narrating all his friends. Thoria Wooden Leg. Okay. This is the dead guy with the wooden leg. This is the dead guy with the wooden right, leg. Right, okay. Carry on then. So Thoria Wooden Leg now dies because the shepherd is haunting the house. So the two of those... He dies because the shepherd is haunting the house. Yeah. Right, okay. So the two of those then kind of bro up and start really giving it some dual haunting dance routines and four other people get sick and die. So now you've got six ghosts. All right. All doing their thing. I don't mean to be a tedious old rationalist here. Okay. Is it possible there was something in the house? Yeah. 
but they're not all living in the same house. They're all living in oh. the same kind of area. Oh, I thought you meant people going in the house and then they would die. <laughs> and then I, was, I was wondering whether somebody like dug yeah, up some uranium you know, or something. You, you were thinking like logic. Some yeah, no. the, the, there'd been a meteorite fell down. Wee, wee, wee. I don't know something. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Go on. Then. So now there are six ghosts. Six ghosts doing their bro thing. Their little six-person dance routine is pretty much mastered, and now the whole thing takes a pause. I'm paused. One night at the place called Frodis Water, which is where all this. Frodis Water. And this, Frodiswater. this, is, this where... is where Thoria and his little. Ghost bros are doing their thing. And this is where Thorguna used to live? This is near where Thorguna used to live. Okay. One night at Frodiswater, a ghostly seal head emerges up out of the floor. And people okay. are generally kind of a little bit startled because it's a seal head and it's a ghost and it's coming up through the floor. Yeah. It's not even using the door. Yeah, I'm still not convinced I'm hearing you right. Yeah, seal. Seal. Ghost seal. Kiss my rose fella. No. This is ghost seal. This is not that kind of seal. Not that seal. The other kind of seal. Okay. Nobody's going to know who seal is by this stage. Anyway, I'm old. (laughs) You know, I can still remember it. Yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) (coughs) So people are generally not best impressed that a ghost seal head is rising up out the floor. No. And hence ensues the game of ghost seal whack-a-mole. Yeah. People take boards and pipes and everything else, or maybe not pipes, but... They take stuff and they're trying to hit it to make it go back under the floor. Because I think I've realised something now. Yeah. If I understand the context of this situation correctly, the people who are whacking the mole, the seal, yeah. the seal mole, are themselves ghosts. No. Oh no, these are not. These are not. Okay. This is where that, that whole... Oh, we've paused. Thorir and his five ghost bros are just doing their thing, but over there, this is like a little interlude pause. Okay, just one minute, please. Missed that one. Hang on. Can't do it now. Why can't I do that now? I could do it a minute ago. I don't know. I'll do the owl instead. Okay. <laughs> okay. I do the wolf. <clears throat> okay. 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 I want to do something because I feel that I may have been being a little too light-hearted and flippant. This is a ghost seal coming about the floor. But this, this is, is the really, problem. Really light-hearted. This is supposed to, to be horror. Sh- this is supposed to be horror show material. And I'm sitting here, you know, like this is like eerie Mothman prophecies kind of thing going on. And I'm sitting yeah. here giggling. So this is a ghost seal whack-a-mole and I find it hilarious. That's better. Right. Spooky okay. atmosphere restored. Are we, are we in with the trees and the wind and the... Are we back in it now? We're in it. Go ahead. So they're trying to get the ghost seal to go back into the floor. Yeah. Whence it came. And get it to go away. But it just keeps kind of rising it up like it ain't no thing and it ain't actually happening or hurting or anything else. Well, you've got the power, you know? You've, you've got the power. You have the ghost seal power. Yeah. You can keep popping your head up. And then Kyatan has a bright spark idea and he's one of the young people, young men, who lives at Frodo's Water. Okay. And he goes and gets a sledgehammer comes zooming into the room, yells, stop, hammer time, and goes, bonk! <laughs> I don't think he does I do think that. he does! It's just the saga doesn't tell him he's a do- it does, but I okay. reckon he does. All right. And he gets all hammer time. Nobody can prove he didn't. On its ghost butt, and it goes away. I'm just thinking back over some of the classic haunting stories, monster stories of 
the ages. Okay. I'm thinking of Dracula. Yeah. You know, had to be staked, staked through the heart and beheaded. And yeah. Well, Frankenstein was <laughs> Frankenstein was problematic because of course he he never got done over, did he? Adam, the the, the monster. No, he didn't. Never got done Killed over. Killed his he, creator and wandered <clears> off into wand, the world. Wandered off into the into like the Antarctic or something. Yeah. A whole kind of like ex machina, but slightly more less scary. Yeah, werewolves, <coughs> silver bullets. Yeah, that sort of thing. There's, you know, there's the Hydra. How do you kill something that, that the Medusa? Yeah, Medusa. I mean, Medu- uh, excellent example. I mean, Medusa was an incredibly complicated kill, wasn't she? Mm. You know, you had to have your reflective shield. You had to be pointing backwards and not and, and flailing your sword behind yeah. you without you objects know. in the rear shield mirror may appear larger than they are. <laughs> Have more snakes. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm saying. You know, there are these are legendary <laughs> monster kills. Yeah. These are like, you know, how do you get rid of the? And, <clears throat> I mean, you've only got. I don't know whether any of any of our listeners. I'm sure some of them will have watched the series Supernatural. Mm. Uh, you know, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen. You know, or even any grim and or grim. I haven't seen any of the first few. Uh, first couple of seasons, any any more than the first couple of seasons of Supernatural, but I remember, you know, they were always facing up against something they had to kill in a certain way. You know, they yeah, had to yeah. have, they have, this to have particular rules of doing it. Yeah. Here, mm-hmm. we've got a ghost seal. Yep. Running a mock. Well, just rising a mock, but rising yeah. a mock. Yeah. Terrifying everyone. Kind of. By going by coming out of the floor and going like ur, 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 or whatever it did. Like, I don't know what ghost seal noises are like, but but the point is, the complicated kill in this case Mm -hmm. was to lamp it one with a sledgehammer. Yes. Right. Fair enough. As long as I know. Are you with me? I'm with you. you. Okay. I'm going to keep that in case we get haunted. (laughs) So now the ghost seal goes away and we're going to go back. To Thoria and his five ghost bro dudes. The ghosty party party. Doing their little kind of synchronised dance routine, scaring the pants off everybody. Yeah, yeah. So Thurid and Kiartan, who's the dude with the sledgehammer, invite all their neighbours in for a Yule feast. Okay. As you do. You do. <clears throat> Thoria and co. come on in and they start getting a bit raucous, which you would with six ghosts in one room in the You're house. Gonna... And they it's gonna pep you up a bit. Shake mud onto all the guests. Oh no, which is a bit harsh. Oh, and that's oh, that's that's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be something in the Havamal about not doing that. <clears throat> yeah, there's probably a couple of things I can come up with. So, once they've done that, they zoom off. So Kiartan moves the hearth fire into a different room the following night and invites his guests back. Okay. Same thing happens again. With the mud. With. Thoria and his five ghost bro dudes coming in, rattling the place up, throw mud all over the guests. <laughs> Manners. I know. Manners. So this occurs for another two nights after that. So they're doing it. He's moving the fire, the hearth fire, moving the meeting place, and they're still coming in and throwing mud all over all the guests. Rubbish. So do you remember right at the beginning I said it was all about Snorri and Arnkel? I and do. you met The Arnkel, feuding priests. The feuding priests... You met Arnkel at the beginning because he was the guy who figured out to put a wall and a safety gate on his father's grave so his father couldn't get out. That's and do right, his thing. yep, yep. Well, this is now Snorri, okay. who is Kjartan's uncle. Right. So he comes in and he banishes all six, which is a pretty handy trick, but he uses 
Christian ritual and Icelandic common law to get them to go away. Oh, okay. But he's classed as a gothy. He's classed as a priest. All right. So he, I can guess that he's using all the tools at his disposal. What are you going to? And getting all these six to, to, to go away. Yeah. So just to give you a, a rough reminder of, of what we've had in this episode, we've had a guy... Like was, we're ever going to forget... We've had a guy who was buried, reburied, burned and reincarnated as a bull and ended up with a wall around his grave so he couldn't go anywhere. Rasp- We've got a lady... R- the Rasputin of the North. Well, actually, Rasputin <laughs> was the Rasputin of the North, but you know what I mean. Rasputin of the North and West a bit. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. You've got Thorguna who prepares a meal in the middle of the night. While dead. Oh, I, mean, I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's not forget this. Yeah. The, the key point here, she prepares a meal in the middle of the night while dead. She prepares the nude food. The nude food. The nude food. She is deceased. She is a nudie foodie. Yeah. You've got Thoria Woodenleg mm. and his crew of five ghost bros that fling mud at people. Oh, yeah. If you have poo, fling it now. Indeed. <laughs> and you also have this fabulous, completely matter of fact account of a ghost seal coming out of the floor and them getting to play whack-a-mole with it which only stops when somebody hits it with a sledgehammer <laughs> this is all in one saga the, the, the sledgehammers are to ghost seals as kryptonite is to superman apparently like... although there's only one account of a ghost seal so i don't know whether it like, occurs for all ghost seals well it's like the thing about punching a shark in the nose isn't it yeah, I don't want to ever get close enough to one to find out exactly. whether that That's works the thing, or isn't not. It? That's the... Can I want to ask a question? Okay, I'll do my best. I've got to put this in a... I want to not be disrespectful to the culture mm-hmm. which gave us these rather awesome stories. Okay. But I do want to ask a thing, and I don't want to... I don't, we have to accept the fact that I am hearing about these stories from the point of view <clears throat> of a... Westerner, a British person, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call me, a British European, whatever, in 2018. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, would these have been, at the time, considered to be scary stories? Or were they, like, lesson stories, if I may use the word parable, you Mm -hmm. know, a, a, a tutelary story? How would the people at the time have read these? Because I'm listening to these stories and thinking, these are awesome but they're slightly chucklesome as well. They're making me. They're making me laugh. And I didn't know whether it was like. Well, I mean, obviously, I've grown up on a diet of, you know, modern <clears throat> films, and I've seen horror <clears throat> films and ghost films and all that kind of yeah. thing. So I'm used to certain, you know, and 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 obviously back then they wouldn't have had any of that. They wouldn't have had exposure to those media. No. So I just wonder whether they would have sort of sat around the fire. Would they? Would they have been doing the the creepy atmosphere? The. Uh, do you know? I don't that? know. I don't know because. This isn't the only saga that deals with the supernatural. Mm. But the way that the supernatural is handled in this saga, it's very, very matter of fact. It's not ever done as something... Yes, it's alarming in the case of the ghost seal that comes out the floor, (laughs) but it's not done in a way that says that this is anything unusual. It's kind of done in a way that says, not necessarily that these are normal things that people encounter every day, but these are an acceptable part of the culture that might happen. I'm just... I say, with particular reference to the seal, again, because I'm fixated on this damn seal. Um, (laughs) um, You've sealed my fate. (laughs) You've Uh, sealed uh, my uh, fate. uh, uh, Anyway, moving on. 
Yeah, I mean, it just does seem very kind of okay. This is the problem. We've got this seal coming up through the floor, and it's like, and, uh, and but nobody uh, knows instantly what to do with the seal coming up out the floor. So no, they're but trying to hit it with different stuff, and it doesn't work until somebody takes a sledgehammer to it. Well, first of all, they know to hit it. They do, despite the fact that it's presumably non-corporeal. It's presumably, you know, I don't a... know because Thorguna's cooking a meal, which means she must be able to touch stuff to be able to get well, the cooking. Is that? Yeah, yeah. But how does it get through the floor if it's solid? I don't know. We need to know. I have no idea. We need to it's know. It's a ghost seal whack-a-mole. As far as I know, the only time you get to play a ghost seal whack-a-mole in the sagas we is to, in this particular one. We need to call the Draugr Busters <laughs> or something. Yes. To get their advice. I, I, yeah, I know. It's just... It so raises I, lots of yeah, questions. I don't know whether these would have been told as, as spooky stories, as ghost stories. This is one of the ones that deals with people's not necessarily religion as such, but people's beliefs alongside that, mm. of what they did and how they did it, that wasn't just, you know, your day-to-day, -day, you chop wood, you look after the goats. There are other things at work in these people's lives. Yeah. So this is not the only saga that deals with the supernatural, but it's got a good hefty dose of supernatural in it. So, lovely listeners, we hope you've enjoyed that little tour of Erbiger Saga. And, and it's various spooks. If you'd like to find us online, I'm Suzanne Martin. Still can't do it. Can't do that. <laughs> it's nearly there. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Suzanne Martin, Suzanne Martin, or you can find me on Twitter. And if for some reason... You decide you'd like to contact me, you can forget, I, I can't, I'm, my social media is rubbish, but I've got a website at glassrain.net, I, I update it like once every 14, 14 years, Minutes. thereabouts. Minutes, I wish, it'd have some content on it then. It's got some content it's on it. It's got a few But posts. it's got all your social media accounts linked on there. And it has, yeah. yes, if you want them. If you'd there. like to... Take them. <laughs> Don't take them, we need those. If you'd like to give us comments, questions, queries, friend requests, send them all in. It's all good. and We, we need talk. friends. We, we need friends. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. when you do that I know oh. and I think I'd have to listen back yeah but I think we forgot to introduce ourselves at the beginning of the programme uh oh programme programme hey how big headed am I we getting? have a we've show we've got a programme we've got a show and everything just out of interest because we're British that's programme with a double M-E but it doesn't really matter because here a no. programme with an e with just an M is a computer programme okay it's true. I spell it F-O-W-L, not F-O-U-L. Indeed. But we, I don't think we introduced ourselves. Shall we do it now? So we can do it now if you okay. want. Okay. It's, it's your thing. You lead. Okay. Lovely listeners, welcome to the end of episode 44. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Suzanne Martin. Indeed. And, yes, very pleased to meet you. I, I liked the bit where um, I met you. That was nice. I'm Kate, I'm 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm here as resident coffee-powered druid, and it is just coffee. I hasten to add, it is absolutely just coffee. There's Definitely. nothing else in it whatsoever. No, nothing at all, but don't put a teaspoon near it because it will melt. Yes, me. I'm, I'm, so that's me. Uh, I'm, I'm not heathen. I just hang about here. It's all good. Until Suzanne tells me to go away. Yeah, not likely. Yeah, fair news. So that's technically the introduction that we should have done at the, at the beginning, beginning. Uh, which we just put on the end instead. Now can we sing the Dallas theme tune? We're going to have to pay royalties on that and all now. No, we're not. We're fine. It'll be fine.